this is episode number eight of Under Ten, a mini podcast on intimacy with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. This week's show is on boundaries, and if that word alone makes you squirm, then I'm especially excited. My hope is that through this conversation, we can shift boundaries from being something that's bad or painful into something we can celebrate so that we might say, boundaries, awesome, I love boundaries, thank you, which is a little bit silly, but that's where I'd like to take us in that direction. Okay, so last week's show, I talked about making love stay by speaking to the best parts of someone when there's disconnection. And the thing with all these practices practices is that none of them is a formula. Speaking to the best parts of someone is beautiful, but it wouldn't be sustainable without also having boundaries. In today's episode, I want to explain and normalize why setting boundaries is so darn hard. And two, I want to tell you about my friendship with Renee, a living example of a close friendship where we have changed the norms around boundaries. Okay, well, let's start with an intro to boundaries. So first and foremost, boundaries are essential for healthy relating. I could have done this show first. This tool is so basic to making all of the other practices possible. We have to be a person in order to connect to another person. And it's the edges of us that come from our clear yeses and nos that create and strengthen that healthy, central, core person inside. Uh, To get concrete, here are a few examples of boundaries I set this past week. I kept my camera off while I did an online yoga class. Boundary. I silenced notifications in one of my Facebook groups because I felt the content was jarring and I didn't want it to just pop up in my feed boundary. And at one of my recent online events, I asked someone who was drinking wine not to drink alcohol during our evening event. Boundary. All of these actions took effort, especially that last one. In all cases, what I was doing was moving from an inner sense of what would help me feel in integrity with myself and orienting my outer world to fit that. So based on this intro, you can probably agree with me that boundaries are important, but setting them might be another matter. If setting boundaries totally freaks you out, there's likely a very good reason, and I find it helpful to go backwards in time and ask ourselves, what are the earliest lessons I got around boundaries? Now, from a very young age, we learned, hopefully rightly so, that connection is linked to survival. We need to be connected to our caregivers in order to survive, period. In addition, for a lot of us at a young age, we may have also learned that when we have a specific need or a want in our families of origin, it threatened our ability to get those connection needs met. Just for whatever reason, it wasn't supported for us to have those edges. And this is very common. It's true in my experience too. So remember, if connection is linked intimately to survival, we are for sure not going to want to threaten that. It makes sense that we learned not to push or assert ourselves in order to preserve getting love and caregiving. 
and that the mere notion of asserting our edges would bring with it a cascade of anxieties and fears, a fear of losing connection. In my experience, most adult relationships confirm that lesson. They're not boundary friendly. In average mainstream culture for relating, let's say you and I are in a relationship and you assert an edge, I could feel hurt or rejected, I could get angry at you, or I may flat out just end our relationship. Those are pretty awful consequences. Given this climate of current norms around boundaries, it makes sense that you would be averse to setting them. There is nothing wrong with you if boundaries are hard. You're tuning into real-world risks and prioritizing connection and survival, which is an intelligent adaptation. But there's a cost to that, a trade-off. When we deny or override ourselves in order to keep connection, especially over time, we will pull further away from people. We can't get close to them when it means getting further away from ourselves. It's a big cost to authenticity and a compromise that can keep us apart from both ourselves and others. It's a painful limbo. So boundaries can set us free into authentic connection again, but only if our relationships can withstand those boundaries. So how do we do this if boundaries threaten connections so easily with our current norms? What I've come to, friends, the bottom line is that we have to change the norms around boundaries together. As a community, as intimates and friends and colleagues, so that we stand a chance at actually getting close to each other, we have to re-norm boundaries so that asserting them can be within reach. Which is where I want to introduce you to my friend, Renee. So this is a personal example of a friendship where we have renormed boundaries. I've known Renee for a little under three years. We are both in our early 40s. We both have curly hair. Turns out her wedding anniversary is on my birthday. And from the beginning of our meeting at the farmer's market in Port Townsend, we discovered a deep love of speaking the truth to one another. And a tremendous part of that has been a celebration of each other's boundaries. That's the renorming I'm talking about. So for example, Renee might reach out to me by text on a random Tuesday and say, can you talk? A very reasonable request. The thing is, there's a lot of time during my week when I really can't talk. My schedule is full, and I would be trading much-needed self-care time if I took her call. So, keeping with my commitment to stay truthful with her, I might say, no, I'm sorry, not today. Now, think about that for a second. What would most people in your life feel if you said that? Even if they didn't voice it, what do you imagine they would feel? Regardless of what she might feel, you know what Renee says? She responds back with, thank you for taking care of yourself. It's true. She says she feels so at ease with me as her friend because she can trust I will tell her no if I mean no which helps her feel comfortable asking me for what she needs. She thanks me for drawing those lines. And this is the healing alternative norming I'm talking about. 
because she celebrates my boundaries, I feel safe setting them. I'm not stuck looping that old childhood lesson that saying no or taking care of myself means I lose connection. Just the opposite. When I set my boundaries, our connection gets closer. The feedback cycle grows both of our sense of trust and ease. And overall, I feel closer to this woman than I feel to most people. Because she celebrates my nose, my heart can let her in. Oh, and by the way, when I asked Renee if I could talk about her in my podcast on boundaries, we had a good laugh realizing she could totally say no, which she didn't, but she could have. So this week, friends, there are two practices that I encourage you to try. One, notice the small ways you may already be asserting your boundaries. Something simple like turning off the phone or TV early when you need to rest. And try thanking yourself by saying, thank you for taking care of me. Okay, we're going to start with that personal celebration. Number two, Pick at least one relationship where you want to renorm your boundaries and agree to practice saying no to one another and celebrating that. You might have fun with it. Just ask each other for things, say no, and then respond to that no with, thank you for taking care of yourself, or I'm so glad you told me what's true for you, or I'm grateful for your boundary because I know it means you trust me. You might share this podcast with that person too for context. Then be sure to write me and let me know what you discover. Thank you, friends, for joining me in this practice of re-norming boundaries. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, 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 oh.